0: hello how do you do we are the boys from new bay view and we're back with another episode of glory days of gold your east fife and scottish football podcast i'm michael mccall i'm Lee dallas i'm doug and it's our last show of 2021 thank fuck that year's nearly over things can't go much worse in 2022 can they I think we may have said those words last year, but yeah, well, we'll we'll see how it goes. We've a lot to cover in the show. We're going to look at East Fife's latest match, a 4-2 loss up at Cove. We're going to deal with some of the mailbag. We've had a a busy reaction to, to that. We'll just chat a little bit about the current state of Scottish football, look ahead to some of the fixtures to come in January. Before we get into all that, though, how was your Christmas, guys? How how was yours, Lee? Did you get any good football-related presents?
1: I got zero football-related gifts this year. Um, I just sort of said to the family, like, obviously, when you get a wee bit older, not to, to stress too much about the gifts for us, and all about the little one, she had an absolute blast. Um, she had a great day. We've had a, I've had a great few days off, to be honest. Um, I did get a nice pair of Apple AirPods. Um, which I've been wanting for a while um, So that, I've got that from my, my lovely parents And then just some money and stuff So um, who knows Although I do wish that I'd bought myself the, the limited edition scarf But when I went to get
0: them, they were all gone I just saw that this morning I was like, oh man, that's really good Why make that limited edition? Because that is going to be a massive seller why, yeah. why Why deprive yourself of money? I don't get that at all
1: um, maybe they only did a limit. Oh, get it up, you
0: Doug. Oh, Doug's got his on. <laughs>
1: yes. Um I wish that I'd been quicker off the mark with that, but I was waiting on some Christmas money to come
0: through so that I didn't spend it in cash. Yeah. Did did you get that as a gift, Doug? Or did did you um, treat yourself?
2: I, no, I was a little bit sneaky, Michael. They put the the club put the post on Facebook and I tagged my brother in it and said something like, uh, Donald uh, if you had a little brother, this would make a fantastic Christmas present. So he phoned me about an hour later, and he said, "You need—I've paid for it you need to pick it up, though." So I, I went down to the club and picked it up. Oh, it's, nice, it's good. I'm surprised they never made more. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, surely they'll bring out more because that is a—that's a huge seller.
1: Yeah, yeah. it will do though. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I, to be honest, I, I think that the the club shop's been needing some some decent fodder for a while because it's been to the absolute bare bones. I mean. I actually bought my my mate's wee one um last not last season but the season's before's home kit for Christmas just because um football nation had it on cheap. So I bought him that for his Christmas but I still think that there's more to be done with it with a club shop and and bits like that um you know definitely make
0: a big difference. Oh absolutely. Well I wasn't really expecting to get any football related gifts but I actually did get a couple got a couple of books from steve that i do the show with over here the ghosts of Cathkin park oh nice uh inside story of third lanark's demise which is a book i've wanted to to read since i saw it was out and then remember when we had liam thompson on the show lee and then you'd Mm -hmm. mentioned you'd got me the east five quiz book i never received that
1: it's because I'm waiting for you to come over. I asked you if you wanted me to post yet, and you told me that you would wait until you came over for that.
0: Oh, I don't remember that bit. Anyway, someone gave me it. <laughs> <laughs> Who did you get it from? Um, Steve that does the show with me here. It's like I was not expecting anyone to possibly get me that. I'm not quite sure how he got it or what it cost him to get it shipped over here. So we can maybe give one away in the show.
1: Yeah. Can do something
0: like that, or can you return it, get your money back?
1: Probably about five months too late for that, Michael. But do you want to know what? No, what? It's
0: fine. It'll no go to waste. We'll we'll find a good home for it. And then I treated myself to something before Christmas. Wrangle, but well, a, a football one. <laughs> uh, I didn't think it would arrive in time, but because it was getting shipped from Hungary. FC Sluts, jersey. No. Shetland. Ah. I've been collecting nice. like football jerseys from islands. So nice. I've got uh Isle of Man I've got Jersey, I've got a jersey jersey. I've got a jersey jersey. I've got two jersey jerseys, they're very good. So I've wanted a Shetland one for ages, and this is their centenary one, and I just like it because it's got the North Link Ferries logo with a Viking on it. It just looks really smart. What's yeah, the badge on yeah. the back of it, Mike? That's the Shetland flag. Uh, okay.
2: Never seen that before.
1: Mm. Me neither. So, if you're, who you? if you're collecting jerseys from islands, it might be a risky strategy. <laughs> oh, a risky, dear. No?
0: dear. Dear, uh, dear, dear. Maybe
1: 10 minutes, well, in the first 10 minutes of the show to get a shite pun in, so that's pretty good for yeah.
0: me. I'm trying to think of another island gag, but um, I'm struggling here.
1: No. Well, to be honest... Here's a little-known fact for any of our listeners from Glenothis. In Pitcoody, all the streets in Pitcoody are named
0: after the Scottish Isles. Ah. So there you go. There you so you're learning on the show already. We're not oh, just here okay. to depress you by talking it's about just these. avoiding the football to- <laughs> as much yeah. as it can. Well, <laughs> let, let's delay talking about it a little bit more, and let's hear from this episode's sponsors. East Fife Community Football Club is proud to sponsor Glory Days of Gold. Keep up to date with all our community programmes through our Facebook and Twitter pages. There are classes available for every age and ability, from toddlers to walking football. Just search East Fife Community Football Club. Today's podcast is brought to you by John W. Gilbertson Limited, a small, friendly family firm of solicitors based in Glenrothes, who specialise in buying and selling residential property, wills, powers of attorney, and executory work. On your team, on your side, supporting you all the way to achieve your goals. Well, it is a football show after all. So, thanks as always to East 5 Community Football Club and John W. Gilbertson from Glenrothes, the solicitors. Appreciated your support as I mentioned the last time all year and continuing into next year as well. So thank you so much for that. I think we've delayed talking about it long enough. We've got to talk a little bit now about the the football action on the pitch. East Fife went up to Aberdeenshire on Boxing Day, four two loss against Cove Rangers. Quite a lot of things to to talk about coming out of this game. First thing though, we've got to start off with by saying, Doug. Do you still have a girlfriend?
2: <laughs> I do. Um, I, would, I don't think I would say she enjoyed it. Um, it was absolutely freezing, like properly freezing. Uh, it's uh, it's quite an exposed little ground to the elements, so it wasn't uh, it wasn't too great. But uh, a, a cup of uh, hot chocolate and a sausage roll was my bribe at halftime. Uh, and but no, yeah. I think we had a good day, and I think I still have a girlfriend, so it's
0: fine. And it isn't the first time you've taken her to an industrial estate, so I mean, she must be used but, to these trips. Very
2: true,
1: but that's where I found her.
0: Oh, well, there you, there you go. <laughs> I'm getting deja vu, I think we've had this conversation already. I think we have, but I just thought I'd yeah. mention that again. <laughs> hey, you said it was it was bitterly cold. As we are recording this today, it is minus nine here. Oh, my dad's bigger than your dad, eh? Oh, it's yeah. been cold but Aberdeen. I mean, oh, well, it's colder in Canada. Well, it was minus 14 overnight.
2: <laughs> Actually, it, I, I bet you, without if, if it wasn't windy in Canada, it, it would feel minus nine would be nicer than it was at Cove yesterday.
0: Actually, it isn't too bad. I was just out just before we started recording this and it does not feel like that at all. It's really weird. When it's been like zero or minus one, it feels colder here than when it gets into the the really low minuses. It's quite bizarre we don't usually get temperatures like this either there's an arctic outflow that has hit us here it's also hit the west coast of america california's got snow so yeah the world's fucked, but there we go <coughs> so are east fife by the looks of it judging by how the, the league table is currently looking a very depleted team put out by east fife for this one 14 players listed overall, the 11 starters, 3 in the bench, no recognised strikers, we have had a few games though in recent weeks where it's hard to recognise that we've got a striker on the pitch, but this time officially we had no recognised strikers, one goalkeeper, 17 year old Liam Campbell, I think this is just Liam Anderson's world domination plan to get a team full of Liam's. And he's just slowly introducing Liam after Liam into the squad. So, I mean, it's working well. But I've got to start by saying, why was this game on? SPFL rules, I looked at them this morning. If you've got 13 available players, including a goalkeeper, you have to play. And those 13 players all have to be over the age of 18. So, we had 14 available players including a goalkeeper, but that goalkeeper was 17. So I don't see how uh, that I'll, game was on. I wonder if he's 18. Is he definitely 17? They said 17 on no. the highlights.
2: Because I'm sure someone said something to me about him being 18, but I don't know.
0: Oh. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest.
2: says he's
0: 17. Oh, mm. it? Okay,
2: maybe it is. Uh, when, uh, when I was sitting at the pub in Aberdeen and got the team line-up through... I was just, oh my God. So I think I messaged literally everyone I know to go lump on Cove, like minus two or something, because, you know, what I mean, it was it was unbelievable. I also, I mean, I'd had a couple of drinks before the game. I'm not coming I and saw Dan Higgins on the bench because it was funny at half time. Obviously, it was nil nil at half time. Yeah, you know, it's just going OK. But the, the subs went out to warm up and it just looked ridiculous. Just because I'm, I'm sure it was just two guys kicking the ball
0: about. Wow. Um, why why but, would Danny Higgins be on the bench? It's what I don't get either, because he's one of the more experienced guys. Yeah,
2: but I think, I think to be fair, who was playing centre-half or in the defence Yeah, kind of...
1: Slattery and Mercer. So our defence wasn't really what was affected. Uh, by our goalkeeper yeah. on the field and our strikers, wasn't it? So, yeah. it's, it's you know, Dan Higgins hasn't really shown me that he's better than, than Chris or... Iron steel, so I, I think that you know we're probably right to put the line up that we had out um, yeah it was a, a pretty strange scenario yesterday from what I heard because we had the under twenty set up was why I was told that we could play um, so I've, I've not heard anything anything otherwise but I mean like you that there's no way that game should have been on for me it was completely and utterly farcical um, I've got a little bit of cynicism in me and I'm probably way off the mark, but if you're Stevie Crawford, you go, well, look, the likelihood of us getting a result up at Cove is very unlikely anyway. If we reschedule this, it's probably going to mean a midweek trip up to Cove. If we can play it, let's just play it as away from home, get it over and done with, and then we could focus on maybe more winnable matches. But you know, I cross
0: we- my mind as well, I've got to say.
1: Yeah, like I say, I'm pretty much playing devil's advocate a little bit, but, you know, there there is that in your mind, well, maybe you just wanted to go, right, if if we can get enough players to play, we'll go and give it a go. You know, fair enough. (laughs) Um, You know, our result yesterday was bad, but, you know, not unexpected. Um, Like Doug, when I seen the team and and heard that there was a COVID outbreak, I stuck a fiver on 5-0 Cove. Sorry, well, Cove to score five goals. Um, was getting 10 to 1, so yeah, naturally, I was four. Um, so I, I wasn't surprised yesterday, but equally, I, I like Stevie Crawford's interview. I, I actually find him really engaging to listen to, yep. um, particularly in his post match. He just needs and, to
0: move the microphone a little bit closer to his mouth so you can hear him.
1: Um, turn your volume up, Michael, that's just your old age. Um, but I, I mean, you know, he was quite right in what he said you couldn't fault the effort of the players. The application, obviously the first goal was, uh, I mean, really the first goal was was defendable. Um, the, the second one for the, for the young keeper, he's, he's essentially thrown it in, but that's naturally going to happen. You know, there's obviously going to be a lot of nerves there and he made a couple of good saves. So if he'd have saved that one, but let one of the other ones in. But the, for me, the other two goals were, were preventable if it had a better team. I actually didn't think Cole looked great yesterday. And, I really don't think that they're one of the better sides we've seen this year which is ironic with them being top but I mean really I don't think that they looked far and away the better team I, I still think the best team I've seen this year has been Montrose um, That's great since
0: we've got them next
1: Yeah well we're going to come to that but I, I think that Montrose are, are the best team that I've seen this year um, all the other teams I, I think look beatable but I don't know there's, there's a lot of talking points for the game yesterday but fundamentally, it's it's one of those ones where you just go Phew. well. That's obviously going to happen as soon as you realise that half our team had been decimated from COVID. But you know that we put out on the Twitter feed that that basically Crawford had a full squad to choose from, and I was like, great. I was like, because the only saying the only two missing are Mickey Cunningham and Danny Swanson, and in your, in your head you're going, that's fine. Ryan Wallace must be back. Stuart Murdoch must be fit. Um, you know, Ross Davidson's coming back in You know, could we play a front three? Wallace, Semple, and Connell, and you're going through all these possibilities in your head. And then, less than an hour later, you're like, bang, all right, fair enough. Um, but it makes me wonder if we did actually try to get the fixture rearranged. Because if we'd said to Cove, you know, oh, the, we're struggling to put a team together for COVID, they'd have been prepared to play the weekend side anyway. But maybe that's why we haven't tried to rearrange it, and then we haven't put the Um, that we've got an injury or an injury in COVID-ravaged team. Um, So there's a lot of ambiguity around it, but fundamentally it didn't matter. We've lost. It's it's another four goals um, that we've conceded. It makes our goal difference worse. Clyde are now 10 points ahead of us and it's just going to be getting more and more difficult. I think we could probably rule Clyde out. I think probably really we're we're looking now at the the Dunbat and Peterhead Potentially even Volker canalwa So, um, it's, it's, I'll be honest with you, my, my my optimism is is waning by the week.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Someone was speaking to one of the players, and they had been waiting for their COVID test results to come back, and they didn't come back until one twenty. So that, in part, is going to be why a number of players were ruled out because. You can't be travelling up there, obviously, if you're waiting for your test results to come back. And if it's going to take that long for them to come back, which again is understandable because it is Boxing Day. It, it's getting to the farcical stage, Doug, and I, I'm kind of off the opinion now. I know what the rules are. and The SPFL have come out and said this morning that they're not going to make any changes to their their policies for the rest of the season because of sporting integrity. So basically, if you've got 13 players, including a goalkeeper, you have to play the game. That's what, what they're doing. I just feel now, if clubs have an outbreak, and it could affect us, it could affect other clubs, you, you forfeit the game. And it's like, you just live with it, it's it's COVID things, you just forfeit the game. And folk will know, I, I support AFC Wimbledon, and they put a statement out yesterday, because they were so pissed off. Because they're a team that, in English League One, they've got a really low budget compared to some of these other big teams. So the game against Portsmouth was called off, a big team with a big budget, because Portsmouth had a COVID outbreak. So then they lost all their hospitality and everything that they'd sold for that game. Charlton and Boxing Day, another big team. Charlton had a COVID outbreak, so that game gets called off. Whereas Wimbledon have had outbreaks, they've managed it, they've kept players in a bubble, they've been really careful. So they're getting punished for being careful. It really should just be a case, I feel now, of, okay, you've got a COVID outbreak, I'm sorry, but that's you forfeiting the points. Or does that go against sporting integrity as well?
1: I don't think you could do that with part-time teams, Michael. Full-time teams, yeah, 100% you can. You can't do that with part-time teams because these boys have got jobs and stuff to do you know, Monday, Friday, whatever, where, you know, say, for example, they work in retail or they work on a building site or something where they're going to be coming in close contact with people all the time. And if these outbreaks happen, say two or three players get it or four or five players get it, that, that could be the difference between promotion and relegation in a 10-team league. Maybe not so much in an 18-team league and being full-time and, and being able to put players in bubbles and stuff. I just can't see how how that's workable. I personally think that there should be a rule really of five. If you've got any more than five players out between injured and COVID, that you've got to rearrange the fixture. But the fixture's got to be rearranged within three weeks, not kicked down the can till months in advance. Like I think that there should be a a sort of understanding that these things happen. But I mean, equally, I mean, out of our starting players yesterday, you could say Steele, Mercer. Chris Higgins, Ross Davidson, Liam Watt. So we had five of our usual starting eleven on the on the team on the on the eleven yesterday. So realistically, that's six first team players out plus three or four from the bench. So that, that for me is grounds for postponement. But you know, nothing shocks me in Scottish football anymore. Absolutely no. nothing.
0: But it feels I, like we're I, getting I, punished as well for having an under twenty team.
1: Yeah, do you know I, I said that uh,
2: when you'd messaged at Lee about that, you know the fact that we've got an under twenty team, and I, I was thinking to myself, Crawford should just say to the under twenty boys, look, we're going to put out a thing saying we're pulling our under twenty team. We're going to do it for three or four weeks, and then we'll reinstate it because we're having to play these games because of having an under twenty team. I, I mean, I'm just fed. I'm bored of this whole COVID stuff. It just doesn't seem to go away, does it? Um, I. I, I kind of like what you say, Lee, but I would take injuries out of it because I think it'd be, it's far too easy then for clubs to say, oh, someone's pulled a yeah. you know calf injury, which takes us up to X number of players. Because we I could have done tomorrow. that
0: as well. If we really didn't want to play that game tomorrow, we could easily have had another couple of players out injured.
2: Yeah. I also, when you said about the 3 nil forfeit before the game, I was like, yeah, let's just forfeit. This might be the best result we can get. <laughs> um, but I think I, I spoke to uh, one of the backroom staff and he was saying that, um, that nobody's actually tested positive for COVID. It's all track and trace. Oh. So they've all been in contact with someone, so therefore they've got to wait on the test and all that sort of stuff. So, you know,
0: let's. It's going um, to be never ending, though, Doug. That's that's like what you said. It's like this is this isn't going away anytime soon. Yeah. And there was there was somebody on off the ball last week or the week before. An expert had said, "Pandemics usually last five years." So we're yeah. we're not even out a year two. We're still in mm-hmm. the second year of it. So I mean, we've still got a long way to go with this. We've got yeah, to manage I mean, I mean, it. we have got, got to some... learn how to manage it.
2: Yeah, I've got somebody for the it's BFL or whatever we're called now. I mean, we talked about this last time it happened, but you can't win. There's no right answer to do. You you want to get the season played. You want to get games played. And you don't want to make it too easy just to postpone a game because it will never get played. And and I actually agree with you, Lee. I I think if if we could have got a team out yesterday, we'll do it because you don't want a midweek trip to Cove. It's a game you're likely to lose anyway, to be totally honest.
0: I mean... Cove also didn't want that off because it had sold out and they would have had all their hospitality and everything booked. So for them, it was a money spinner. They needed that game on.
2: My favourite bit of the game was when they announced the crowd and they said, today's official attendance, 499. And everyone went, way Because it was like,
1: oh, that sounds made up. (laughs) There's 500 people would have been a misery, dog. Don't forget that. But this is true. Yeah, I think (laughs) I've heard that there, there is players or a player that's that's tested positive. So uh, I was to show you how, how things could be spun differently or, or or things can be told. So take everything you hear with a pinch of salt. There's probably yeah. more even on it. But I mean, look, it's it's done with, it's over with. I think that in terms of the game itself, we could probably move on from it um, and, and try and maybe look at the future because the, the game as a whole was essentially... You know, the first half, battered, um, but no goal, really. Um, Second half, we we probably got what was coming in terms of the amount of chances that they missed in the first half. But, you know, what do you expect against a team that have got Vigors and Logan and Mitch Mitch Megganson and Rory McAllister and Leighton McIntosh, you know, the list goes on and on in there. They've probably got the best squad in the division and I include the likes of Falkirk in in that as well. Um, So, yeah, it's... It's a, another loss, another defeat, one that we, we didn't really have any say in. The under-20s situation, you know, I, the one thing that I have heard that I know to is that we did try to get some of our under-20s boys that we had loaned out recalled so they could play similar to what St Mirren did. Ah. But we were denied permission from the SPFL to do that, despite St Mirren being able to do it. But isn't that just a little bit funny, considering St Mirren had Rangers and Celtic to play?
0: Mm. Yeah. And St Mirren's one of the teams that's been moaning about games going ahead and stuff as well. Them and Dundee's not, not being happy with stuff. I mean, we won't talk too much about the game, but Doug, you were there. So it's like, let, let's talk a little bit about it. That first half... Well, in general, we we lost four two. We've had worse performances and bigger shellackings with a full strength team out there. I think in all the doom and gloom of the situation, we've got to give the guys a lot of credit for only actually coming away with a four two loss.
2: Uh, I mean, it was in many ways it was quite a nice game to watch because all you were doing was like encouraging as a fan. I mean, there was very few East 5 fans as you'd expect, hmm. but 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 it was. I was quite proud of them. I mean, I know that the goals were avoidable, but, I mean, you were always going to concede. I mean, we got battered for the majority of it. Just the work rate was fantastic. I thought the shape was generally very good. Um, But even watching, like, Denham up front, I mean, just running about like a madman with no real, you know, service. we had I mean, he actually had a very, very, very good chance at 0-0 in the first half that he just didn't get a connection on that was like four or five yards. That was a really good chance. But apart from that, I mean, they hit the bar twice in the first half. I mean, the only positive I had was that like 5A and whose other center midfielder wasn't playing. Otherwise, that's a hell of a strong team. It's a really – I mean, Megan's class. Absolutely. I mean, the, his movement's unreal. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 0 half time was unbelievable like it was generally you're just like oh you know should the, never the have been no no, no not at all
0: no I mean yeah
1: no, I the, the, the fact well, that they I hit the post
0: know. they hit the bar and but we they had a chance it. to go ahead though like as as Doug mentioned yeah. there was a chance
1: I, one of I, our strikers on the pack
0: before that yeah
2: oh 100% I, I think like for me which was actually quite good was when we lost the couple of goals which normally it's just complete you know Chucking it, or it used to be that—that that was a problem under Darn. I think the the attitude was great. I mean, to stick at it and get a couple of goals and make it semi-respectable, I thought I actually thought it was was pretty good. But it—I mean—it also shows your, for me, a wee bit your lack of depth in the squad. And the, there was a lot of boys out there who are just not good enough at that. I yeah. mean, at that level, when you come up against team like a team like Cole. But no, look, I think I think overall in many ways, you're not ridiculously unhappy with that. Do you know what I mean? I think, as I say, that attitude and the effort was there. So we talked about it before. If you're if you're going down, just show some fight and some attitude, and that's all we can ask at the moment.
0: I, I think one of my highlights from the game was, with it being a Boxing Day fixture, a guy called Blair Yule scored. It yeah, was like he, he'd that. have been straight in our festival even if if we were doing that. So that put a smile on my face. Liam Campbell, I thought, like, had a great dive and save in the first half. I thought he did well. As Lee mentioned, it was unfortunate for the the second goal. I don't really know what he was doing, but if it was bitter cold conditions and where it might have just been that he just mishandled the ball, but the,
2: the the only thought at the time I had was because it was such a simple, you know, just catch the ball and yeah, just catching your chest. My only thought was he was had an eye on where he's going to throw it to or, you know, something and he's just taking his eye. I mean, it was a it was a shocker and he'd done well. he made two or three pretty good saves, actually. Um, but, I mean, even when you saw him, he looked like a... He looks like a child, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, but, no, he, I, I thought he did well. But as soon as that happened, you know, like, you just felt for him because it, it was... I guess it was kind of the mistake that you thought might
1: be coming. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I watched the, the highlight again. I actually think it's Chris Higgins that distracts him. And I don't know if he's not shouted keeper, and Higgins has gone for the ball because you've seen Higgins look at him as if he was going to go and say something, and then realised, yeah, I'm old enough to be this boy's dad.
0: I'm going to say nothing. I don't. Know, yeah. I think Higgins did say something to him. Oh, really? Yeah. It looked to me that there was a little bit of an exchange of him probably go, "What the fuck were you doing there?" And then he probably, I think he realised, yeah, look, he's making his debut. He's just a young kid.
1: Yeah, look, I I think as a whole, like I would probably give the kid some of my three to one because the the save that he made in the first half, and then just a couple of his decisions actually, I quite liked, and very similar to the swagger that Jude Smith came into the the starting eleven. Ironically, I think was against Cove as well when Gallagher had to come on and come off the last time we were up there. He just. So like So even some of his decision makers about when to come for the ball and chasing one out to the corner and I'm just like you want to walk fair enough because th- these are decisions that you maybe you would second guess yourself on your debut but I th- look I, apart from throwing one in which I think to be honest was inevitable given the, the magnitude of the occasion and the nerves blah 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 um, I thought he, he had a decent
0: game So here's a question for you and we touched on it last time so we've got Smith we've got Campbell yeah, they're young. Yeah, they're going to make mistakes. Do we move Gallagher on? Yes. Partly for him wanting to play, partly to free up a wage.
1: 100% to free up the wage. Because, and I think I, I said this exact same speech last time, but I'm more than happy to give it again. At his age, he want, he should be wanting to play football. Yep. He's been a bench merchant for much of his, much of his career. Um, you know from uh, I think he spent the whole season or a se- couple of seasons on the bench at Arbroath and then I think similar when he was in Dunfermline as well didn't break really into the first team at Rangers so he's he's been about the places and been on the bench surely coming to the end of his career he's going oh, I'd quite like to go and just be first choice somewhere you know um, because he'll get more probably more or as the same money as he's on just now and will more than easily be able to get a young boy um, from a Celtic or a Rangers or you know, Hearts, Hibs, whatever to um, bring in as a free backup. If so you'd, you'd still break.
0: want to bring someone in, you wouldn't be happy just going with Smith and Campbell?
1: I don't think Campbell, no. Um, and it's no disrespect to the boy, but if we get an injury to Jude Smith, we would be up shit creek with a paddle. Whereas if we could bring somebody you know, from a, a Hearts or a Hibs that have maybe played a lot of like good academy games or good under-20 games or maybe broken into the first team to cover our injuries or whatever a few times, then that'll help. Um, the boy David Devine that we had on loan from Motherwell that's never kicked the ball for us because he got injured. I believe he's been returned to um, Motherwell as well. So that should free up mm. our player. Bond you, really... You're a
0: big fan of Double D. I hear you talking about that all the time.
1: Yeah, it's, it's mainly DP I prefer, but Double D is great, yeah. Um, but in general... That's Bonsu away. That's... Um, good rounds. Um Divine away. If we could get shipped of a few deadwood now. Obviously, Darren, congratulations at getting Sterling. You know, he's probably sitting going, you know, foaming at the mouth at probably getting Ross Dunlop on uh, Sterling Abbey. so I'm sure that he's probably got the chance to go there. Or maybe a few of our players that are, are, are good League 2 players, but just maybe not League 1 players. You know, Liam Watts, um, boys like that, maybe get the chance to go there and play. You know, maybe wouldn't be fees involved, but would maybe free up a wage. You know, I, I would, there'd be a few players that I would be happy to see go with no fee um, if it meant getting the opportunity to bring some some big players in. So I mean, realistically, loan wise, I think the only and correct me if I'm wrong and talking nonsense. We've got Connell and Divine was the other one or do we have anybody else simple not on loan no he signed he was released from other will ah. yeah so, I think that's it yeah so if, if I could be wrong it's been known to happen um, so we've still got a possibility to bring in a couple of players on loan the one player that I kind of silently hoped and prayed for was Anton Dowd, um, because his loan was ending in January Dick Campbell had essentially come out and said he's no staying on loan with us but the form he's on for Arab growth just now is unbelievable. So you've got to think that he'll get the chance to go to the championship or Falkirk want to replay him. And it's funny because I've said on social media today, you know, the Falkirk fans that absolutely hammered them. And if you remember that Q&A, they were like, oh, the, the players that have come into this club that aren't good enough, like Anton Dowds and he's banging goals in at championship level. So really, they've got to be eating some massive humble pie. And if I'm on Doubts and I've read some of the stuff about him on Pie and Bovril and watched that q a I'd be going, I'm a fuck playing for yous and I'll go somewhere else because he surely should have the chance. But we're not getting him. Um, I've been pretty much told 99.99% that Jack Hamilton's going to Arbroath um, because they're uh, recalling the boy Newball. That's on loan at Livingston eh, from Livingston at Arbroath anyway, so it's probably just going to be a straight exchange between those mm. two. And Jack and gets a chance to, to fire Arbroath to promotion, which I a hundred percent want to see. Mon Dick Campbell and Mon the Smokies love to see them go up to the Premier League. And one of the that would be that, mental. That, that was- would be excellent. One of the things uh, that I uh, I really enjoyed on Twitter today was we meant to see the fact that um, our growth would be in FIFA 2022 next season because um, you only get the top-level teams in FIFA. Um, So, yeah, that would be absolutely hilarious. But, yeah, really we need to start thinking about who we want to bring in on loan and we've had some great
0: questions um, on um, on the social media feed from that this week. Someone put a, a thing out there saying, hey, Bobby Lynn's not been getting a lot of time with Airdrie or uh, our Arbroath. Maybe we could get a little loan deal with Bobby.
1: I would give you my left arm for that now, but I would very much imagine that Bobby wants to stay for the promotion party, that he's got a very good chance of getting at our broth. and It's his
0: testimonial year as well.
1: Testimonial as well. So I can't see that. Um, I think very good chance that Bobby will or retire at the end of the year if he manages to get our growth to the Premier League. Um, so I can't see that one happening. The, the one name that I've mentioned that I'd quite like um, is Ross Graham Jr. Um,
0: yeah, I saw you mentioning that. I didn't know there was a Ross Graham Jr. until you mentioned yeah, that.
1: played for Dundee United. Well, he's in Dundee United's youth set-up. He's been on a couple of times, Queen's Park and Cove, actually. Um, from what I've seen of him, I think he looks a decent player. I think he could probably come in and slot in well, maybe against uh, alongside Adam Steele in our our centre-back position. Only thing about Ross Graham is he he lacks maybe a wee bit of pace, but then you've got Steele, who's quite pacey there to compensate for him. So maybe somebody like that, I think we definitely need a left back. um, But totally open to suggestions. How many
0: years have we been saying that?
1: How long is Dan manager for? (laughs)
0: Two and a half, three, four, five,
1: four years, six, I think seven. he was. And um, we've nearly left back since Gary Naismith
0: left. Ah, uh, let, let's quickly wrap up yesterday's game again. A 3 2 1. I don't know if you want to do it, Lee, because you watched the whole stream. But Doug, you were there. Who who would your 3 2 1s be?
2: Um, three, I went for steel. I thought he was pretty good at the back again. Looks you know very assured and uh did his job well. I thought uh, two points I gave to Kieran Miller. Uh, I thought he got stuck in well I think he was the one that got booked near the end for the old shithousery, pulling the boy back as he's cleaned through, which I love, and there was lots of seed from the Cove Rangers fans and Um, um, cost Lee his five goals I I, I know, and he he also um, he costs quite a few people money, i tell you that (laughs) Um, and one point I've given to Dunsmore who I mean there was quite a few who could have got one for effort, to be honest. But I thought he played pretty well. He got up the park as much as he could and was quite solid at the back. Oh, defensively, sorry. Um, but there was quite a few. As I said, was, it, it wasn't it was that bad a performance for what team were able to put in the park. So um, that's what I've gone for. So can from, you echo Doug, I was going to say, think? from
0: what you could tell from the stream, because apparently, from what I've been reading, it was not a great stream which when you're charging that money for a stream, you've got to at least be able to see what the hell's happening. The money that Cove have got, you're trying to tell me they can't afford the cameraman. Really?
1: Like, the, the Pixel lot of things is an absolute shambles. Honestly, it's an absolute shambles. And I'll tell you now, I'll not be paying for another Pixel or stream because between that one and the Peterhead one, both of them were completely unwatchable. Um, but do you, not think,
2: do you not think it's time now that you can start asking for your money back?
0: I... I th- Fully because, believe because that. Because
2: obviously when it first happened everyone was like look, clubs need the money you know, they're trying their best with the TV side of it so, you know, we'll give them a little bit of leeway if it's a bit crap but this has been going on a long time now so when you get I, two I, or three like,
1: unwatchable. I requested money back last year I think it was from Forfa um, and was told no they just emailed back and said no. Oh really? Yeah, so I've just, just not tried with anybody else but I'll, I'll not be paying for another pixel or stream. Just not happening. Yeah, um, it's not Definitely not. So my three points, um, I'm going to echo yourself. Aaron Steele, I thought it was really good. Um, you know, like you also said, that nobody really had a bad game. We were just beaten by a better team. Um, yeah. I'm going to give two points to the boy Campbell because, you know, a side-Aise didn't do much wrong and a pretty solid debut, and and that takes balls to, to come out. And, and do that and at 17 you know I was busy touching myself and playing my Xbox so to come in and make your, your pro debut at that age you know fair play to you um, one point again could be a few but I'm going to give it to Mercer um, I, to be honest he's been one of our, our better players this year um, I think his delivery is really good and caused some problems when we did get forward um, in fact no I can't give it to Mercer I need to give it to Keen Miller for that goal
0: have to. Yeah, it was a well-taken goal, lovely finish. And it's a shame he didn't get the credit for the other one, but when you see it, it's definitely an own goal. I genuinely
1: believe that boy, McKenzie, is the worst keeper in the league.
0: Yeah, could we talk about Campbell as a 17-year-old making that mistake. Like, he should have held on to that. I don't know how that one got away from him. He is
1: honestly honking. Um, And every time that Cove played, they can't have kept any clean sheets this season. And they seem to be weirdly loyal to him. He's been there, I think, since 2016. And they could definitely get a better keeper than him. Somebody like Brett Long, who's now going to be used to me making the commute, I guarantee Hmm. Cove's goals conceded would definitely drop. Or maybe they should take Gallagher, you know, get a nice experienced goalie.
0: Well, also it's like if, if... Long went there. It's less of a commute than it is to Peterhead for him. More
1: or less, no, probably not by much, but you could definitely, they could definitely do with improving their goalie because um, he's he's brutal every time I see him.
0: Well, that win kept Cove with a, a nice handy lead at the top of League One. Two other matches played: Queens Park Dumbarton was called off be, because of COVID. Airdrie beat Alawa three one, and Airdrie were two goals up within the first seven minutes. They also missed a penalty, and the wheels have uh, definitely come off for Alawa, and they're in a they're in a bit of bit of bother now as well. But as our Falkirk I mean, we spoke last show about Martin Rennie coming in and Kenny Miller, and it would be their first home game in charge, and they'd be really up for it. And yeah, they 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 took the lead just after half time, and then. Clyde got a penalty, got the winner with 15 minutes to go. That was a shocker. I didn't see that coming. But as you said, Lee, it's put Clyde in a bit of a handy position now, mid-table.
1: I know, but equally, you're, you're still looking at the at the league and Dumbarton, the only team really in, in in sort of touching distance within five points. Um, everybody else. Um, you know, you're looking at Alwa seven, Falkirk nine. Um, it's starting to look really, really, really grim.
0: Yep. Um I, and- I think it's, it's Dumbarton and a playoff is our hope that we're we're clinging on to right now. I, I, I,
2: for me, for me, it's getting to the stage where I'm, you're almost starting to use the word miracle. Like I, I, I mean, I think the way it's got i could see us being relegated by 15 20 points i mean we're 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 i just think unless we can get consistently our first team like of absolutely uh, you know fully fit squad and get a consistent team out of our absolute best players i just don't think we've got any hope in it at all well
0: because a goal like, difference makes another point as well it's like you as well just yes. taking a point off for that
2: but but you're, even if you look it's like we say, when you're doing well, you look at a fixture list and you start picking off game, oh, win that, win that, when you're doing badly, I mean, Montrose at home, Airdrie away is our next two, I, I mean, you're starting going, where are we picking points up in that? Yeah. Like, really, where are we? And then it's all very well to say, ah, but then you've got a run of, but by that point, you could be 12 points adrift. I just, I just don't see it. I mean, I, I, it'd be interesting, you know the odds. I'd be surprised if we're anything but five to one on or something, you know what I mean we're, I just can't see it. I really
0: can't. It's a shame. If you look at it, that Falkirk are seventh and Aloha's eighth, and realistically, you would expect them to do something in January to try and get them up the table. I I know football has big teams and I'm using big... Because let's be honest, for our division, Falkirk are a a big team, really. Yeah. Aloha have... Been in the second tier for a long, long time, so they're kind of a big team. If either of them went down or were involved in a relegation playoff, that's just insane to me. The
2: thing is, though, Michael, for me, there's no way either of them will get relegated. Falkirk, they've got enough. They're you know they're full time. They've definitely got enough to hang about. And Alwa, the worse they get, the more they'll sack Ferguson, and then someone will come in and be able to guide them. You know, because they've got a pretty decent squad still. Um So I, I, you start running out of teams that you think we can catch. To be totally honest with
0: you, yeah. I mean, you, you either need us to go on a run and a couple of teams to go on on the opposite run, or it is just Dumbarton that you're looking at. D- Dumbarton are catchable. We've still got to play them yeah. twice. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, all we can hope for is we're both as sh- each other. And then we just beat them in the two games that we've got against them, and then all of a sudden we we've got a relegation playoff. But even that's going to be a tough ask.
1: I, I think that unless we get, I mean, I don't think there'll be a game to, or two consecutive games we fielded the same eleven this year, and that's a worrying statistic in itself because that you need a consistent eleven. You need to, the manager needs to know what his best team is, and. I still think it's too early yeah. for Craw to know what his best eleven is. Darren had us for three, four months and didn't know what his best eleven was. You know, it was constant chop and change. Granted, there's injuries in there as well, but unless we get significantly better players in, we are all but down. And and that's that's a matter of fact. You know, that I think that there's a, every chance we could get to eighth eh, to, to ninth. I've said for a while. I thought eighth, but I think eighth is probably out of the equation now. It, if we get to ninth, I wouldn't even be confident in a playoff. There oh, is, no, because I mean, you're Elgin, playing a team Elgin that's on form. Yeah, and Elgin pumped us in pre-season. So, really, like I say, unless you get significant improvement and the play- teams in the playoff, they're now Forfar, Annan, and Edinburgh. I mean, Annan hammered Kelty yesterday. Let's all laugh at that. Um, mm. I mean, Edinburgh City, I would probably fancy us against them. Forfar. I mean, who knows? But, I mean... I wouldn't fancy us in a playoff. This morning.
2: I, I, I actually, I actually would, because I think if we get ourselves up to ninth, we've probably had a relatively strong sort of end to the season to get us in the ninth. Because we, we're not going to be able to just get draws here, or there, and sneak into the playoff. We're going to have to start winning games. So I think if we get to playoffs, I would be quietly confident in staying up. But I just can't see it. And the problem is as well the only hope you've got to strengthen the team is loans because it's going to be very hard to talk someone to come in. You know, it's it's like the whole Newcastle thing, you know, where they're saying, oh, we'll sign this guy for 70 million. What players want to go to somewhere like that to get relegated and then spend a year in the championship? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's just, it's it's harder to entice players, but it, yeah, there's not that much to be positive about. i have just, It'd be nice to have a run of two or three games where we can just get a strongest team out, and then at least we'll have a little gauge of whether this is even a remote possibility.
0: I mean, if you're talking alone deals as well, and I know the players won't have a big say in this, but there's not going to be many players either that they're, they're not going to want to come to us. They'll be like, yeah, loan me into League One, but please don't loan me to the bottom team. It depends, though.
1: I, if, if I was a player, I probably would go, yeah, fuck it. Because if I'm not getting a game anyway, what what better chance if my contract is maybe coming up or maybe I, I've got another year in my contract and, I, and the manager's going, right, go and get yourself a run, son, and, and see what you could do. I mean, you, you've got to just look at, like for, I mean, for, for a few of air players um, moved on and stayed in, in this division. Um, I think that, no... I, I kind of disagree with that with all due respect. I think that East 5 is probably a better club to come in because if you can go in say you're a striker and you're scoring the goals to keep us in the league so there's definitely yeah. but, but
0: to do that you have to have service which our strikers haven't had all season.
2: I, I think I, I kind of agree with you Lee. I, I think I think the fact is that you would be going in if you had any confidence in your own ability going right well it looks like I could be the star man here. I could be the their best player. And then I think for clubs loaning out players, would you rather send a player, what a great sort of experience for a young lad to go into like, you know, a really struggling team. It's good. I think managers of a Premier League team would think, would rather that than go to Clyde or someone who's mid-tably, relatively safe sort of thing. You know, because then... That's fair. It could be the early makings of a
1: player that you know, sh- let's sh- let this, well. this as well. and not on the player front, but we mentioned Clyde, and you're like, it wasn't that long ago, they were, they were in touching distance, to us, and they're at fifth. So maybe we are be, being a bit too negative. Maybe, but maybe that was Peter part. Head
0: as well. It's like they just strung yeah. a couple of results together and they were up at fifth.
1: Look, it's very, very difficult because, as fans, particularly East Five fans, cynicism is second nature to us. So you, you have that in you to just be a bit of a doom merchant. But, you know, I suppose as a fan base, we need to stick together. You know, Stevie Crawford hasn't he, assembled this squad. He's got his chance to put his own stamp in it. I, th- I think that from what I've seen so far, we've definitely been a lot better organised. So maybe once he brings in a couple of his own player that, be, eh, that are going to suit his style of play, there's, there's potential there. Now, you've got to remember he's also managed, and been an assistant manager in League Two, maybe seen a couple of players there that he thinks can make the step up. And if we're going to have some wages free, and obviously we know that there is some money in the coffers, maybe we could pay a fee for a couple of players that are maybe coming to the end of their contract. So we need to try and look at positives. And the positives is we can hopefully bring in a couple of players in January that may give us a better chance. I think I, I think the main thing, and I said it,
2: you know, weeks ago when Young was there and everyone. If we, if you just see fight and you see work rate, I'll, I'll, you'll accept that you go down, because you know we know the squad's probably not good enough to do this, and yeah. you know Peterhead and and Clyde have put together two three wins in a row. I just wonder whether we are at that stage where we're going to be able to do that. Do you know what I mean? That that's the problem. But I mean, even yesterday, a a complete threadbare squad going up to the league leaders. Really awful weather, freezing cold. Knowing full well that ninety percent of them are going to have to play ninety minutes because there's nobody to bring on. I, you know, attitudes, everything. And it, it, I didn't walk away from there with any form of like anger or pissed offness or anything because that's all I want to see: players really trying their hardest and giving their all. And if we go down like that, fine. You can you can accept that. I I don't feel there's a air of sort of Annoyance and pissed offness from Eastside fans at the moment because it's just
0: yeah getting rid of Darren helped because it to a section of the fan base I feel it made them feel well the club's done something maybe a bit late but they've done something so it buys Stevie a bit of time and a bit of patience
2: yeah absolutely
0: if we were gonna like if you could look ahead and it's like yep we're definitely down I want us to go down earlier like sooner rather than later so that stevie's got weeks to work with what he's got to know who he wants to keep to try some young guys to see what what they're like and it's like okay well we could do this we could try this formation we could do this it's like pre-season comes early for him if we're definitely going down do that but he can't do that until we are down and if we make a run of it then that's also a good thing but We'll get some of the mailbag. Sorry, what were you going to say?
2: Sorry, I was just going. to... Do you know what? When we've got our fully fit eleven, we've got we ha, we've definitely got a chance. We've definitely got a chance. You've if got we a, have you've a fully a, fit eleven, obviously. But if we've got any hope, if we can get a fully fit eleven out in the park for a few weeks in a row, I think we do genuinely have a chance to stay up because there's, there there are good players there. Your Connells, Wallaces, they would get in most teams in that mm. league for me. There's, you know, if we can get the enigma that is Danny Swanson fit, all these sort of things, if everything sort of goes in the perfect order of the spiritual world, then we have definitely got a chance. It's just, it's it's not being negative. I think, I think just at the moment, we're, it's a pretty resignation because it's
0: realistic.
2: We're, yeah, we're, we're, we're not getting that. We've not had it all season, and it just feels like it's just slowly petering out. But as I say, there's there's a little light at the end of the tunnel if things align, we've got we have got a wee chance.
0: Yeah. And the light at the end of the tunnel would be an oncoming train if Dumbarton started to go on a run. Because then we're totally fucked. So that that would be the last nail in our coffin. There wouldn't be a lot to help us get out of that then. Looking at some of the the mailbag, we've had a really good reaction. Lee can go over some of these as well, but I want to touch on a tweet that came in this morning from Methil Major, because it was something that you had started to talk about there, Doug. How many points will we pick up in gen- in January? He genuinely thinks we can take points off every team. I-, I don't agree with him in all respect. Montrose at home, he feels to be a draw. Airdrie away, he's not sure, but he thinks we could get something there. I don't. Dumbarton away, th- that's a must win, and it's away from home. Which is terrifying. But it is a it's the Crawford era era, so maybe he's managed to find something to get us to do it on the road, but lose there, and I think that is pretty much the season over. Falkirk at home, he says anything could happen. And then Peter Head at home is another must win. I says we need to get over the away who do, and we do. If we can't start taking points up on the road, we're not we're not gonna do this. <sighs>
1: You've caught me on a, a, a night that I just, I just don't seem to be emitting my usual positivity. Because
0: mm, you're um, usually the upbeat one.
1: Yeah, I'm finding it really difficult, to be honest. And and even when James um, submitted that question, I wanted to come out and be like, no, like, I genuinely feel we could do it. And he's asked us to put a figure on it. So I think we'll lose next week. I think we'll lose against the Erdre. The Dumbarton game. Is, is our first chance to take points, which yeah. is worrying. Because
0: we, if we have team a, team, a full strength team, we can take something there. If and, we are uh, depleted and they're at full strength, I just yeah. don't see it.
1: Our, our best hope, best case scenario, we could maybe get a draw against Montrose. Um, we'll definitely lose it Airdrie away. I'm, I'm pretty confident that Dumbarton away, hopefully a couple of weeks into the transfer window, got a couple of uh, new players in. I'm gonna say that we could get three points there and Peter at home, three points there. I'm gonna say best case scenario, six. Um that's my 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 absolute best. That and that's hoping um for a miracle, to be honest. Um I, th- I think if we get six points out of those five games, it's great. Um, but realistically, I think we'll take four.
0: Mm. What about yourself, Doug?
2: Oh, um, I don't know. I guess if I need answers, I would win the lottery. I have no idea. Honestly, I honestly don't have a clue. Um, Montrose at home. We all think they're a very, very good footballing side. I think we'll it'll be very similar to how we played against Allaway in Crawford's first game. I think it'll be very. I think it'll have to be fairly defensive, and then hope to sneak something. Maybe. Uh, Andrew, yeah, I'm not too. Joyful about that, and then, yeah. I mean, you, you just you, you need a we, we need some random win against a team that's decent to make you know to give the team confident. I mean, if you could you imagine sneaking a win at Airdrie somehow? Let's say you know, and then you then you're going into the game against the or whoever it is, Peterhead, Dunbar, and these sort of games where you're like, oh right, that's your chance to get on a wee run. But it's very hard to. To, to put a number on it, um, I, I've no idea. Let's let's say we get seven
0: points. We'll I'd have been optimistic of getting a draw against Montrose if it hadn't been for the team yesterday. Because I guess if everyone has tested negative, you're going to get them back for, for next weekend. I don't know what the quarantine time is over there. We're talking here like seven to ten days, depending if you're vaccinated or not. So, I mean, realistically... If people are, are negative, they should be back for that Montrose game. You just have to hope that they stay away from people that may be testing positive. Or maybe Montrose will have a little outbreak or, or something as well. But yeah, Airdrie, similarly nothing. I'd like to be optimistic we can win against Dumbarton. I just i am not. Because it's a way. So I think a point there. I think we could take a point against Falkirk. If they continue being on a bad run, the fans will get on their back. It's a, it's a rearranged game. It's it's pressure on them, and yeah, Peterhead, you have to hope for a win. So, at best, seven. Realistically, maybe three or four.
2: I think the problem is though, Michael. It's it's you can't predict four or five games ahead because you don't know what's going to happen in the first two do you know what i mean it's
0: well yeah it, it, there's, there's so many things factors yeah, now to take into I, account I,
2: I've, I've banged on about momentum enough in these shows that it's an amazing thing mm. it can work against you and it can work for you like i say if you pick up a random win against a decent team it might completely transform them you, you just don't know so it's it's an impossible question to answer that yeah. without looking into the future sort of thing well i mean i, I saw it, it here a, this year
0: like it, the white caps went nice in a hear,
2: sorry mate. i'm saying it's nice to hear an enthusiastic east fife fan on twitter though
0: yes it, it is and quite rare this season <laughs> it's got to be said a couple of other things actually from metal major because we, we touched on this in the in the last show doug but you weren't on that he said, obviously it's come up previously and given what's occurred nationwide with the Premiership and the depleted team yesterday, should we consider a winter break throughout Scottish football? No. No.
2: I, I do, because, like I've said it before, when do you have it? Yeah. There's no right time to have a winter break. I think, like all the stuff in England just now, I don't know, I... I, I am kind of a traditionalist. I, I I think for football fans, the whole sort of Christmas schedules always been great. Yeah. as a supporter of football, and I think that's part of the that's got to be part of it. You know, and I, but I, is I that going to change
0: now in general, though? Because you listen to the English Premier managers and they're complaining about playing three games in a week. It's their job. No, I,
2: but no, no, and I, and I get that. But I, it's all foreign managers coming over and. Sort of telling you how to play your own games. Yeah. I just that's been the way forever, and I don't. I just don't see why it should change. But I, I don't think a winter break would help. To be totally honest, and like Gordon said, <laughs> with shit weather and no football is a is a bad combination.
0: it, it is because as bad as it was yesterday, you had a nice day out. Doug, you yeah. and your girlfriend, you had a nice night as well. We're talking about before the show, so I mean, without that, you'd just have been sitting at home.
2: Uh, absolutely.
0: I mean, and maybe, I, I genuinely miss shit those weather games. And
2: shit, football. shit weather and shit football is maybe a bad
0: combination right now. Ah, it's, it's still a day out. I, I, I miss getting out to that because it's not the same just watching it on, on TV. It's light, nice to get out for the for the festive fixtures. Uh, we had a couple of tweets coming in, like Methel Major, Brian Gofton, talking about the, the stream and how bad it was, paying £12 for that. And how you can put up with like bad quality, bad commentary, biased commentary, etc. etc. But if you can't actually see the goals and you can't see what's happening on the pitch, clubs have to be accountable for that. And it's it's easy just emailing them and then writing back on, yeah, no refunds. You you've got I, I've watched lower league teams in England and non league teams in England who have got way more professional things like here one of the teams it's like it's third tier north america it's just all basically college guys playing in the summer they they pay like over a grand a game to just put it on youtube for a couple of hundred folk because they think oh we want to have a decent product so that there's no excuse to to have shit quality streams these days anyway. you're not
1: trying to tell me you could link up with one of the universities in aberdeen that are studying media exactly you what we'll give you a great chance to some work experience or we'll pay you 50 quid i'm sure some student will go yes count me in yeah
0: how how many broadcasting courses are there throughout scotland for these guys would lap that up
1: absolutely commentary yesterday excellent product of of what was available to you utter shug day and needs to be fixed
0: any other of the the tweets you want to go over lee
1: just about um, players that you're going to be like to see coming in. I did like that one. Um, I've been racking my brains all day and I've been having a look at, at some of the squads um, that were around, like players that I, I, I kind of hoped that we were going to bring in, in the suburb, but then they went elsewhere. One of the names that I see, um, remembered was Jake Hasty, who was at Rangers. Um, he's went on loan to Partick Thistle and doesn't seem to be getting a game there. We'd like to see somebody like him coming in. Michael,
0: I know you're a bit maybe far removed to to anyone. I I, I thought and had a quick look, and there's no one I can realistically see because I don't really know. I'm maybe basing it in years past and stuff like that. You're looking for a guy that's out of favour or a guy that is out on loan and not getting minutes and you think his parent club's going to be like, well, what's the point of that? We want to put him somewhere where he's going to be playing every week. Yeah. But it's got to be a striker. We've got, to hit, we've got to start scoring goals.
1: See, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I don't think this the striker's the priority, Michael. I really don't, because in Connell, Semple, Wallace, Smith, we've got quality, but we're just not getting them service. For me, I, I, depending on how Kroll wants to set the team up, I, I think that we need at least a winger. A winger, a left-back, a centre-half, and some creative in the midfield. Yeah, that,
2: that, that's my one. That, that's my one. Lee, that kind of number ten type yeah. player
1: we're crying out
2: for.
0: Cause that, oh, send Ryan Gold we, over.
2: Please. Yeah, we've we've said it all along. Like the you know your Miller's a good player, Davidson's a good player, and Newton's a good player at what they do. But you can't have all three of them playing. No, no, you, you just can't because there's no there's there's just nothing really going forward from that. So it's that's what we're crying out for but we, we've got to, we've got
0: to start going for the old Kevin Keegan thing is we've just got to start outscoring the opposition if we're going to give up goals we've just got to start scoring because our goal difference but the, is
2: awful. yeah but, but but these sort of players these creative players will be very very hard to find yeah because there there's not many of them in lower league football you know really and most of them that are decent will be playing already for somebody So, you know, maybe there's a guy from a, you know, Premier Team young kid or whatever that might just come in and light things up. But we're crying out for that.
1: Absolutely crying out for
2: that.
1: To be honest, the, the boy that we had known for Rangers last year, he looked decent. I would probably bring him back and give him a wee run. What was his name again?
0: Cole oh, McKinnon. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was good.
1: Yeah, so we can move like. Wait,
0: I mean, is he does, is he playing for the the B team in yeah. the Lowland League then?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're Rangers or Celtic, right? I mean, how interested are you in actually winning that that league, the development league? Would you not rather have some of your youth products playing at a higher level? You know, does Crawford have the contacts that they could bring somebody like that in now? I, de- I genuinely believe that there's no way that Aseo Bonsu came up the road for anything less than £250 a week. Right? Otherwise, it was completely pointless for him. So, that's a... That, that's shocking
0: of- if that's what we gave him. For, yeah. for, for the level he had been playing at, that is... That would be shocking to me.
1: What? As in too high? Yeah. yeah. I, would be- I would... I would doubt it would be that high to be talking this with Well... Put it this way Would you uproot Your whole life Because obviously He lives way down south You're trying to tell me He's uprooted His whole life To come up here For a £100 a week Not a
0: chance No, you see, I, not, I get that I as well But it's like If we've paid that For a guy that was Playing at the level He was playing at You could you could yeah. get guys At a higher that, level That
1: signing Michael I'm telling you Right now Was made out of Sheer panic Because oh, after, Of course it was yeah. at, And And Bonsu Will have known that So if he's got an agent, which he very likely does, I think he came up the road with that Chris Ray that we let go and by all accounts was meant to be a very good player. He was on TV
0: and the BBC in an FA Cup tie in the first round and they were doing a big thing and they did a big feature on him and his dad and everything. I was like, fuck, we had him.
1: Yeah, and he wanted £450 a week. I would have given
0: it to him. He was like banging the goals in for this non-league team.
1: Yeah, he's he's scoring them for fun at that Banbury. But I reckon that we know know that we missed a trick with him and we went, oh, we better not do that again. And we panic signed him. There's no way, I would love to know for certain, but there's no way that he came up here for anything less than £250 a week. Mm. And if we've got that sort of money available, now, don't get me wrong, there's some bang average players in our division on a lot more than that. But could it be, sway, uh, could it be used to sway um, a team in the Premier League to maybe give us one of their... We starlets on loan to take some pressure financially off particularly with the fact that they're going to be going into a, a month long winter break um, and maybe get some of their players that maybe are, aren't fit and these ones are the ones that maybe pushing them for a place I don't know um, but I think we uh, well, in fact I'll repeat this I know for a fact that we've been told that, uh, or that Crawford has no money to spend unless we move players on so we need to get rid of a lot of dead wood and reinvest that and in, in a chance to save our season. And look, if Danny Swanson doesn't think that he's going to play this season, I would love for him to see the honorable thing and just go, I'm just gonna jack it. But you'll
0: a, see. a name that was put out in one of the these five group chats is Crawford's captain at Dunfermline when he was there is currently with Watson. the club. Yep, Paul Watson. He's too
1: good for us. He he was a, a, he fell out with um, what's his face? The boy that got sacked, Peter Grant. He could go into a championship team they bother. Scott Young has been banging on about him to me for ages. Yeah, with Scott
0: that posted in this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's completely Fantasy Island. I would love it. Maybe he's got. He's maybe got a job now. The fact that he's walked away from football and he'd be happy to go part time. And his relationship with Cromwell, come coming in, it, even if I could sign him for six months. I mean, the boy Lawless as well. Um, I can't even remember. I think it was Motherwell that he walked away with, but he's just signed for Dunfermline. Yeah. Right? So I mean, these are the players. I think that they're probably a bit fantasy island for us, but you never know. Stranger, I mean, if you'd asked me a few years ago that um I'd ever think they would sign Danny Swanson, I told you that we'd had no chance. So you never know. You never know. We've had some great players on loan from St. John'son down the years, and the club's clearly got a relationship with them. Could we be looking at who they've got? But equally, they're in shit creek for now, so can't see um, them letting many players go. Um,
0: Maybe we'll be lucky, and some guy like. Uh... Julian will come over and join a local college and be wanting to play some football and they was just happen to land in our lap again.
1: Yeah, well it was funny because I noticed that um, John Scott Neil, who in our little 15 minute chat that we had with Archibald, was one of the, the people that came along and Archibald had mentioned you know, that if the club ever wanted to get in touch with him to help a player recruitment then he could definitely do that, but I think Archibald has no idea what wages we would offer so um, yeah, I can't uh, I can't see that. I'm afraid. That'd be disappointing.
0: Ah, anything you want to add to that, Doug?
1: Not really. I think
2: uh, I think player recruitment is going to be very difficult for sure. Um, and just yeah, hopefully we can unearth the gem. That's our only our only real hope at the moment. But uh, we'll just have to see what see what happens.
0: Just going through the rest of our. Our Twitter just a couple of comments on the, on the game yesterday from Michael Gill saying not much our young goalie could have done, but with three of the goals he fails and he shouldn't have to have come out for that one that he spelled. Can Gallagher be freed up and go with two young boys? No, bad thing there, just can he be let go? Um, well, the thing is we can't just let him go, because we can't just terminate a contract. We've got to find somebody that's going to want to take him. And a lot of it is going to be what his actual salary is, and how many clubs are looking for a goalkeeper right now. That that's the thing.
2: I, I think I think moving Gallagher on will be difficult.
0: Um, I, I I think it will be as well for a few of our guys. There's going to be some lowland league teams that might take some of our young guys off our hand. But
2: I mean, it would also be interesting. I mean, it'd be interesting to know what what sort of wage he's on because the fact that we got rid of two goalies with a combined wage of probably about 400 a week, it would be interesting what what he's on because he might actually be on a decent whack and he'll be thinking, well, you know, it's very easy to say, surely you want to play football, but you never know people's sort of financial situations or situations in life. He's maybe quite happy.
0: Yeah, and in the current climate as well, it's like, it's what you're used to. We've got a good training set up. So a lot of the guys are going to like that. And yeah, I don't know. It just, I just, as Lee said, it's hard to get, feel optimistic just now. It's not exactly how we want to end our, our last year of 2021. Let's just end it though. Quick word from each of you. How do you look back on 2021 from an East Five perspective? And Give me a positive to look forward to for twenty
2: twenty two. Lee, you can go first. <laughs> uh,
1: no, i <I'm> ingles <laughs> um, I should have
0: told you I was going to ask you this.
1: Yeah. Um. One word to describe twenty twenty one is his five roller coaster. Um. Would probably be the one. I'm,
0: trying to, be- rem- I'm trying to think of the highs. <laughs>
1: I think we started off uh, the year pretty well and um, we still had jack in. and um, we didn't you know we, we just sadly <laughs> missed out off on the the playoffs on goal difference in the last game that, before the split Um so looking at the positives from that and then the second half of this year has just been an absolute catastrophe of awfulness and um, so yeah probably roller coaster a positive. I think the two positives I'm going to take are Jude Smith and Nam for me. Um, two players that I think we've done great business in getting them tied to long term contracts. Um, probably add sort of Kyle Connell um, into that mix as well. You know, I know he's not alone, but he's a good player. So they would be my positives. In fact, I, I genuinely think that. Uh, the bigger clubs are will be looking at Jude Smith And Aaron Steele And hopefully we can get Some some decent money for them When the, the time comes For them to move on
0: I don't know Do we ever get decent money Like clubs like us It it feels like we don't
1: Never know We've tied them To two year deals I think it, it, Like two year extensions So I mean really if You see some of the money That players in our divisions Get signed for I'll be looking you know, Aaron Steele Probably 20k Probably 10-15k For Jude Smith So definitely not unachievable money, but enough money to to help pay some decent wages in League Two.
0: Doug, how would you sum up 2021?
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, that little two minute monologue from Lee is almost exactly what I would say, to be totally honest with you. My only thought was we, we had to get a lift, an elevator to the very top of the roller coaster. That's where it starts. And it just fucks off down a hill.
0: Yeah, it was like it's one into, of those new ones that just hole drops hole. and drops and drops. Yeah, exactly. Um, what, what's that? What's the one at Disney World? It's just a big drop.
2: Yeah, the one where you stand the platform and it just yeah. opens and you, and it's off you fuck. <laughs> that's <laughs> <a> the <certain laughs> moment. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, look, I, I don't think we'll look back on this year fondly. Let's put it that way. Um, I think Lee's right in terms of the positives. Got to be having a couple of like good young players who have, you know, we've actually managed to... I think the fact we've even signed them is actually quite impressive. You know, the fact we've tied them down, because, to be totally honest, we're a bit of a hard sell at the moment, I'd imagine, for yeah. uh, negotiations. So I think, the you know, the board, especially and manager or whoever it was, have got to take a lot of credit for that, for one. And... If we can sort of hang on to these guys, if and when we get relegated, then you know what my positive would be: is there going to be that big cash-hungry team in League Two next year?
0: Depends who goes I mean? up because... from the Lowland League. Well, I, I'm, I'm, yeah. assu- I'm assuming that like someone's coming up. I, I mean, that might not yeah. be be the case, but if it was Bonnie Rig. And they go up, I think they might start to be a little bit cash hungry.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's all to help because, you know, even if you look at like League Two this year, I mean, it, it must be so crap from day one for the rest of the teams knowing that they've no chance of winning the league. Absolutely none. Like Forfer going down, which would be the equivalent, I guess, of us, you know, going into the league below with no thoughts that they'll win the league must be quite crushing. Whereas at least, at least if we go down, I think there would be some form of potential hope that you might have a good season and, and potentially win a league again. But, yeah, I think we see the back end of this season as quick, uh, this year as quick as we can. And hopefully after our game on January 2nd, we can say we're undefeated all year.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think the positive for me, well, a lot of the positives for me this year I think is off the off the pitch. I think getting the fans back was great and just getting you guys that could go back and, and, and watch football again. So that was good. The The work that's done off the the pitch with the community football club and all that aspect of it, even having the fact that we have this under 20 team, all all these are positives and it's things to build on for the future. It's been like even the end of last season, that run-in where we kind of blew it, and yeah, we just missed out at the end, but we basically threw that away. It was in our hands. And it was from that moment onwards that it's just been downhill. I mean, at, at any point this season, were you feeling, oh, we're going to be in, in a playoff battle? Because to me, and it might, this might just be just recency bias, but it, it feels to me that from this minute the season started, we felt, oh, it's a relegation battle.
1: I tweeted out, before the season even started, back in May or June uh, uh, this year, I would love to, I'm sure I saved it. I tweeted out saying that the signings that teams were making around us, that I was genuinely concerned that we would go down. And I was absolutely one hundred percent right. I mean, the teams around us strengthened so much, and we we'd done no business that by that point, and then pretty much continued to do no business um, until it was too late. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that I think every East Bay fan
2: had the same thought. I mean, really, the, the chances of us, the chances of us doing anything other than struggling this year was minute. I would say, um, like you say, the, the that the signings that were pretty poor, maybe not poor, more just for what we could get financially. What um, was about as good as we could get, maybe. But, but it, yeah, it was panicky. It was late. It, it just wasn't. It wasn't good enough. And and you see the teams around us this year. You know, there's plenty of cash getting thrown about. There's there's a lot of guys playing in this league that you would never have seen in this sort of league. Four or five years ago, the equivalent kind of player, because there's money there now. Do you know what I mean? I mean these guys at Cove and stuff. Meganson's way too good for this league.
0: Yeah.
2: But he'll be on. He'll be on a wackety like a serious a guy. And and you know why would you leave, it'd be probably a really nice club to play for and love score loads of goals. I mean it's we're we're farting against the wind or we're pissing against the wind, farting against the wind. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I think from day one we were struggling.
0: Yeah, struggling. I I. I just looked at the, because I hadn't looked at the Lowland and Highland League table for the, the last couple of weeks. So, I mean, Bonnie Rigger running away with the Lowland League 13 points gap. So that I knew. Highland League's very interesting. There's three points between the top five at the moment. So you've got Fraserborough in 46, then Inverurie Locals in 44, but they've played way more games. Then Bucky Thistle, Brora and Brecon. So that's Actually gonna be a very interesting battle. But I think Bonnie Rigg's probably the favourite to come through that and then Bonnie Rigg against Cowden Beath. I mean Cowdenbeath survived it twice so far. But there is also like if COVID does get out of hand, there is a chance that the lower leagues that they'll stop it. And there won't be a relegation playoff. And so we might have Cowdenbeath in the in the league next year. So there's that, a positive to look forward to a Fife Derby.
1: I've just went back my Twitter feed, second of June I said that. And direct quote: Some of the signings other teams are making is incredible. Unless we make some top top signings in the coming weeks, we need to accept now that our sole aim for the upcoming season is survival. And if we do that, we've done well.
0: But so, we did make those signings; they just never played for us. I'll
1: say once. Nah, it's fine. I'll just stop what I'm saying <laughs>
0: Anyway, <laughs> wait, wait, let, let's finish on a positive. We've got a five derby to look forward to next year if King Beath stay up. Let's let's just go with that. Or if we stay up, we've got a five derby next year against Kelty Hearts.
1: Well, it's yeah, funny because going uh, against a massive losing run in derby is brilliant. My
2: my main reason for going to Cove was that they won't be in our league next year probably, and they were. It was one of the four grounds I've never been to to watch it. Uh, to watch football So yeah. that ticked that off the list and I, the, and I need to the go there is And is Kelty.
0: Oh, Kel- Oh Yeah I need Kelty as well
2: my, my three remaining Are Kelty Hearts And randomly Motherwell I've never been to Far Park
0: Me neither I've been to Far Park But not for a football match I was there for a supporters meeting But I've never seen a game Played at Motherwell yeah.
2: and, and the other one Is the new St Ground I've never been to either But, oh, but Kelty Hearts Is my list now it's now it's like
0: too. just down the road Yeah I I don't think I saw Kelty. I, Kelty's still at the same place as when they were a junior team.
1: Yeah.
0: I might have seen a junior game there once.
1: I've been at Kelty. Um, they got they got all the money for the Fife Council to to rebuild that stadium. So my, my father-in-law calls it the Fife Council Arena. Um, <laughs> so I've been there to watch um, Kelty versus Thornton, I think it was. Um there's a, a to be honest, there's a lot of the grounds in the championship in the Premier League I've not been to it's just League One and League Two. I've done them all, I think, apart from Annan. Um just while we're talking about Annan and Kelty,
2: you know, for the let's all laugh at it's quite simple that that was an unbelievable result. Did did
0: Kelty have guys missing?
1: No, they got
0: Forster sent off it.
1: at half time.
2: Oh. But still, I mean that's
0: yeah, yeah. Even that's so. quite,
2: that's, Quite, quite the way to lose your first game of the season. Get absolutely humped.
0: Hey, maybe yeah. they're going to hit a, hit the skids. Let's see, how, how big a gap have they got? Uh, seven points and a game in hand over for. Oh,
2: no, they'll win the league by 20 points, probably. Yeah,
0: they've only lost that one game from yesterday. Three draws, so, yeah. Damn, I will. <laughs> Steny, hey, wow. I hadn't looked at League 2 for a while. Steny's up to fifth. See, it does show you, String a few results together. You can climb these tables.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, let's like hold I say, on to I that. that. This, this, this show has been very doom and gloom and I've definitely contributed to that. But I think that, like I say, a couple of sign-ins and, and we could be back in it, but they need to be very good sign-ins. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. More than the five.
0: Let, let, let's hold on to that. Let's wrap it up now. Thanks everyone for listening to us all year long. I guess this is kind of our end of year stroke new year special because the first game that we'll be back covering will be in 2022. Things can only get better. Get a hold of us on the socials at Glory Days of Gold on Twitter, Days of gold at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Have a great New Year's Eve, Hogmanay, New Year's Day, all that stuff. Stay safe, stay healthy.